Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey there, I'd like to introduce myself to you. My name is Dusty Thunder, and I am a storyteller. I tell stories from Reddit, a lot of AITA stories, but from a bunch of other subreddits as well, including a lot of follower-submitted stories that aren't just am I the a-hole stories, but of all kinds. We even offer feedback on those stories about who we think is the a-hole and how big of an a-hole they are using our own ASCON scale. We also do podcasts, we do compilations, we do all kinds of other stuff that you can check out on all of our channels. Be sure you hit Linktree to see all of the social channels that we have. We also have a swag shop and a bunch of other cool stuff, so be sure to check it out, and we hope you enjoy. Here is an AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not giving 24 hours notice to my daughter's roommates before dropping something off? It's a bit vague. I'm new to Reddit, but my husband advised that I post here and is helping me write this. I am a mother to a 20 year old daughter. She is a junior in college and attends school in the same city that we live. My daughter and two of her friends live in a condominium that I own. Her friends pay below market rent while my daughter does not. The condo was inherited from my parents and it was their intent that I would pass ownership of it to my daughter when she is mature enough to own her own place. My daughter, husband, and I are in agreement that she will take over ownership of the condo when she is out of school and financially independent. Earlier this week, my daughter mentioned that she had run out of some household supplies and would have to set aside time to go shopping before the end of the week. My daughter's schedule has been especially rough lately as she picked up extra shifts at her part-time job due to short staffing. Wanting to be helpful, I offered to pick up the supplies for her and drop them off at her place. She accepted. The next day, I picked up the supplies and took them to the condo. I knew my daughter was in class, so I knocked and when no one answered, let myself in. The front door opens into the living room. When I entered, I found one of my daughter's roommates being intimate with a man on the living room couch. I was obviously mortified, so I left the supplies at the door and left right away. I didn't say anything to my daughter about what happened because I didn't want to put her in an uncomfortable position, but I did let her know that I had dropped off the supplies. Lies. On Friday, I got an angry email from the roommate's parents. I'm not sure exactly what they were told, but their email lambasted me for invading their daughter's privacy. They said what I did was wrong because I'm their daughter's landlord and I entered the condo without giving 24 hours notice. They're threatening to take legal action if I do it again. I'm vaguely familiar with this requirement, but didn't think it was applicable here. Was I the asshole in this situation? I feel bad about what happened, but also don't feel like I was out of line. Edit, my daughter was aware that I was coming to drop off 
the supplies and asked that I leave them in the kitchen, which is adjacent to the living room. I'm not asking for judgment on whether I violated the law. I checked in with a friend who is a lawyer and he thinks that because my daughter gave explicit permission to enter the home and drop off the supplies, I'm in the clear. I'm asking whether I was the asshole for doing so. Interesting. I was also going to say if they don't have like a formal rental agreement that positions her as the landlord, then that's a non-argument. Also, she wasn't acting as the landlord in this position. She was acting as the mother. So I think that removes it from the landlord requirements as well. Update. I called and texted my daughter asking to discuss the situation. She can't speak to me right now because the roommates are fighting and she's mediating, but she is aware of the situation and sent me a quick explanation. My daughter had notified all of the roommates that I was coming over, but roommate one apparently forgot. The man she was with was roommate two's boyfriend. Oh, shit. No wonder she's so upset about getting busted. She got busted, busted. Okay, okay, okay. This story just got a whole lot more interesting, yeah. She freaked out and contacted her parents because she was scared I would spill the beans. I still don't know exactly what she told her parents, but I assume it wasn't the full story. I have never met roommate two's boyfriend, so I didn't know it was him. Roommate one and roommate two are fighting now, and needless to say, roommate one will be moving out. I will be writing a more comprehensive formal lease for roommate two for both my protection and hers. But in all honesty, roommate two is a wonderful person, and I do not anticipate that there will be any problems. Now it all makes sense, right? For for a minute, it's like, what? They knew ahead of time, which immediately just erases any kind of an issue at all. It had been pre-communicated. She forgot. Apparently because she was busy, a little preoccupied, a little distracted maybe. You know, I'm sure staging a rendezvous with your roommate's boyfriend took a whole lot of time and effort and there was just no room left to remember that your other roommate's mom was going to be dropping by, which would have been an important factor to consider while staging this rendezvous, wouldn't you think? Oopsie. That's no bueno. Okay, let's take that out of the scenario here. If it wasn't her being sleazy with her other roommate's boyfriend, would OP be the asshole? I still don't think so. I still don't think she would be the asshole at all because she was operating in the capacity as her daughter's mother, not as the landlord. Maybe they didn't hear it. Maybe mom just knocked quietly. Well, I was going to say, maybe they didn't hear it because they were being so noisy, but if they were being noisy, mom would have heard it. So I'm not sure about that. Maybe they just thought it was an Amazon delivery or something. And on the couch, in the common area. For a second, I was thinking, if this is a furnished condo that mom technically owns, and this is happening in the common area, is she going to take issue with that? Which she might, but she didn't. I mean, I think she handled it really freaking well. She just backed out and was like, oh, okay. She's like, housekeeping. Ask, oh, I just leave. I come back. And then didn't say a word. I didn't say anything to my daughter about what happened because I didn't want to put her in an uncomfortable position. How could she have handled this any better? She did the roommate that she caught so many favors by keeping quiet about it and still got flipped out on by the other roommate's parents. Hopefully the roommate that got busted now that she's moving out because she obviously did something terrible is coming clean to her parents so they don't think that you just barged in as a landlord and violated her privacy. She's bitching about her privacy being violated while she's out there violating other people's boyfriends. NTA. Mm-mm-mm. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. And 
And it's a cake story. Hooray! Am I the astronaut for getting my wife a birthday cake even though she's dieting and then eating all of it myself? I-36 male got my wife a cake for her birthday even though she's on a diet and I need to know if that makes me an a-hole. We've always gotten each other birthday cakes every year for the three years we've been together. It has always kind of been a thing between us, but it was a thing that was never discussed or officially decided to be a thing, just something that we did. We have never had a lot of extra spending money, so instead of expensive gifts for birthdays, we've always just gotten a cake for the other person on their birthday and shared it together. My wife just gave birth to our first child and has been working really hard to get her pre-baby body back. She's been watching what she eats, counting calories, and consistently exercising for about two months. Let me be clear that this is something that she is doing and wants to do, not something that I have pushed for her to do, although I do fully support her decision to be healthy and happy with her body, and I'm very proud of how hard she is working. Her birthday was last week, and she has been working so hard to get healthy, but I really enjoy our birthday cake tradition and did not want to skip it this year, even if she is on a diet. I also don't see the harm in her enjoying a single piece of cake on her birthday, especially if she has not touched unhealthy food in months. So I continued with our thing and got a very small cake for us to share on her birthday. She apparently expected something different because when I gave her the cake I got, she accused me of trying to sabotage her diet and not supporting her. I admit that I have not been participating in her diet myself, but I don't think that just because she is on a diet, I should have to be too. And I certainly have not been trying to sabotage her. What husband wouldn't want their wife to be in great shape? But I don't see how a birthday cake is considered sabotage or unsupportive. She insisted that even a single piece of cake would throw her off the rails and refused to eat any of it. She said that I should have recognized how hard she had been working and been more supportive of her by getting her something else or nothing at all. Here's the real kicker. Since she didn't want any cake, I sat down and ate the whole damn thing right then and there. Remember, it was a small cake. I thought that getting rid of it would be helpful so she didn't have to look at it or be tempted by it. But no, she was mad at me for eating it when she couldn't have any. Am I the asshole here? Here's where I think it's a fork in the road. It's on both of them to communicate because if hubby here knew that she was hardcore into this diet and wasn't touching any kind of dessert or sugary stuff for any kind of occasion, if it's been several months, then you probably know enough to be like, hey, I just want to confirm, are you okay with me getting a cake? It's also on wifey here to communicate a change because if the tradition up to this point, if this is the first birthday that was going to be different, it's also on her to say, hey, just want to make sure you're not bringing that crap here. And you guys could be 100% right. Maybe it is a self-control issue. If she's mad about it being there and says that it will throw her off the rails, it probably is a self-control issue. She's just not allowing herself that option at all. And a lot of people have to do that when they're doing this kind of thing. They just have to completely cut something out 100% and not allow themselves to enjoy it at all. That's her choice to do. How are you supposed to know that though? Except that it had been like this for a while, which means you had enough context that you probably should have asked because you knew there was a risk involved. We learned that up front, but she should have said something too, because it was going to be the first one that was different and should have communicated the change. So lack of communication on both sides. I don't think they're terrible people for this. This is just a failure to communicate. I think getting as mad at him as she did is garbage, but I think this is something that was entirely preventable for him. So let's first say this. Say first, everybody sucks here.
He made a couple of wrong moves, not communicating ahead of time when he knew that things were different. I'm not going to say it was a brozo move, but it was a pretty easy one to avoid. And then to be like, oh, okay, you don't want to have the cake around. I'll just sit here and eat it all. There were definitely some different options to play with there. The first of which would be don't eat it in front of her. She got mad because she saw you eating it. Why would you sit down and be like, oh, you can't have. Okay, you're mad at me for having it. Fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Is this better? I'm not, I'm not. No, I think that was just asking for more trouble. Let's take a look at the scale here and think for a second about where's hubby? Where would hubby fit in here? Should have done it differently would be ask on three or is it a could have done it differently ask on four. There's an ask on two definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't even know that he makes it that far. It was avoidable. It wasn't malicious though. And I think there's malice that kind of tips the scale between three and two. It wasn't malicious, so I don't think he's quite two a two. Whereas malice one is malice when you're just a terrible person because you're doing something maliciously. We could have some unwitting brozos end up in two that don't have malice. They just stepped in it. So yeah, I guess that's possible. I kind of feel like this is this wasn't malicious at all. He was trying to keep a tradition alive, not for himself, but to do it for her too. He should have communicated through it though. Should being the keyword there. And I feel like that puts him in a three. So if he's in a three, where would she be? Because she also should have communicated about it as well. And if she should have communicated about this as well and not just bit his head off after the fact, you know what? We need to address one more thing before we talk about the wife. So getting the cake was an ask on three thing. Sitting down and eating it in front of her. Okay, that's a two. He definitely should not have done that. That was not a smart move at all. So he's got he's got a three offense and a two offense. Where Where is wife here? For getting mad that he brought it without communicating anything ahead of time. I think this puts her in three. This puts her in three because it should have been communicated and I get her getting upset about it. Maybe not to the degree that she did, which is why she's on the scale here. Maybe she is a two for the severity of her reaction. But I feel like, again, that wasn't malicious. This was her reacting because she's fought so hard to prevent herself from having these temptations and boom, there's one there. And then to get pissed at him for eating it too, that I understand because if there's something that you really want, can't allow yourself to have, so you don't allow yourself to have it and then someone sits there and eats it right in front of you, I'd probably be pissed too. So I've got her at a three and I've got hubby at a three and and a two for those two separate offenses. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not wanting my son to go visit my mother-in-law? My husband, 41 male, and I, 34 female, have been married for eight years and together for 13. When we were dating, his mother was very kind and sweet to me. That all changed when we got engaged. We'll go ahead and do this, because I see where it's going. She claimed she was happy for us, but you can tell she was annoyed with the whole situation. We come from different cultural backgrounds. Fast forward to our wedding day, we had a small ceremony and reception at my parents' house since they have a huge backyard. My then soon-to-be husband was 20 minutes late. I later found out it was because he got into a huge argument with his mom because she kept telling him, if you want to get out of this, you can go stay with family in Colorado. We live in California. Luckily, his sister grabbed him and his best man and brought him to our wedding. His mother did not attend. After the ceremony, we went to take pictures at this beautiful park. Well, we didn't know his mother knew where we were, but she showed up wearing a white dress. I'm trying to picture all this in my mind. 
photographer's like, okay, uh, let's have you here. Can you can you do your arm a little more like that? Perfect. Okay, stay right there. What the F is that in the... Is that somebody wearing a white dress? Dude, is that your mom? And she's like, oh, hello. I just came to be in the pictures because really, I'm the one my son deserves. I stared at her and then at my husband. You could tell he was livid and his sister was embarrassed. I said nothing. Mother-in-law claimed she was there for support and to take pictures with her son. She somehow got the photographer to take 15 pictures of just her or with my husband. My husband argued with her the entire time and she just kept saying, it's for memories. Mother-in-law and myself only took one picture together. During the reception, the woman made a fool of herself getting wasted and trying to seduce the best man. My husband's brothers and sister had to take her home early. Now, three years later, I become pregnant with our first child. Child. Around the same time, my husband's brother's wife also is pregnant with her second child. We get along, so we'd talk and share baby tips and whatnot. But during the pregnancy, mother-in-law would show more interest in my sister-in-law's pregnancy and buy her things for her baby. Sister-in-law would remind her it's two of us having babies in the family, and mother-in-law would make it clear she loves her baby more than mine. Sister-in-law apologized to me for that situation, but I told her it wasn't her fault. Well, I had a complicated pregnancy, which led to an emergency C-section. But my boy was born healthy and beautiful. I I was in the hospital for more than a week due to health issues on myself. Mother-in-law only came to see us one time and it was an in and out. Stayed for about 15 minutes, didn't hold our son. When sister-in-law gave birth, mother-in-law would visit every day and share photos of her grandson to show off on social media. There, there I knew that my mother-in-law was just petty and cruel. My family loves my son and husband, so that made me happy. Here's the part where I want to know if I'm the asshole. This last Christmas Eve, my mother-in-law asked my husband to visit her for the holidays and bring our son, five years old. I was not invited. Me, trying to keep the peace, told my husband he should go because that's his mom. I wasn't about to come between him and his mother during Christmas Eve. I went out and bought her a gift, wrapped it, and gave it to husband to give to her. So they went. My boys came back two hours later. My son was crying. My husband was pissed off and I asked what happened. Apparently, my son didn't receive a single gift from his grandmother and he had to watch his cousin open gift after gift, approximately 20 different gifts given to him by grandma. Husband grabbed our son after our son asked him why grandma didn't get him anything. Thing. My family found out what happened and made sure my son felt loved and happy the following day. Soon, other holidays passed and now mother-in-law is mad at me for not letting my son go see her. I told her I wasn't going to let her break his heart every time he saw her just because she's still mad I married her son. She called me a bee and that my son was probably not even my husband's and that I took her son from her. My husband heard everything and has told his mom off and hung up on her. I shouldn't feel bad, but I do because my husband only had his mother growing up and I feel like I ruined their mother-son relationship. Am I the asshole? Hold on. There's a whole lot going on here. Mother-in-law's obviously an ask on one here. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Bish be crazy. Ask on one. Faux show. I am slightly concerned because here at the end, OP says my husband heard everything and told his mom off and hung up on her. Wait, that's it? That's all he did? Because at this point, it needs to be really, I mean, after the Christmas thing happened, it should have been no contact right there. If you are willing to do that to a child out of spite for their parents, not only are you an ask on one, you don't get to be around that kid ever again. Why as a parent would you subject your child to even the slightest risk of that happening again. It's garbage. I am surprised that the son didn't do more than just hang up on his mom. This should have been a, hey, well, guess what? You screwed it up and now you're never gonna see us again. Deuces. I'm a little disappointed in that, but I mean, hopefully it's heading that direction. Hopefully it is heading that direction. The initial question here was, am I the asshole for not wanting my son to go visit my mother-in-law? Absolutely not. 
you're doing the right thing for your kid. It's garbage that she would do this to your child because of you. And then say something so terrible as it's probably not even my son's babe. And you stole my son away from me by marrying him. She's cuckoo, but your husband's going to have to draw a more firm boundary. It can't be you because she's not going to give a shit. She doesn't respect you at all. She hopefully respects her son enough and treasures that relationship enough to either have enough pain created by the risk of never getting to see him again to change, or it's just straight up no contact for the protection of your child. And that's the right thing to do. You couldn't trust her no matter what, even if you make up, even if there's enough pain created for her to change here. And she never does anything like that ever again. You still couldn't fully trust her. I think inviting her son and his child was a baited move. She really just wanted to see her son or she wanted the chance to inflict some pain on her grandchild just to take another dig at the mom, which is like crazy manipulative horse shit. Here's another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for no longer visiting my family? I, 29 female, met my husband, 38 male, on Fortnite. I'm originally from Georgia and he's from Louisiana. We met, became good friends, started dating, and I moved to Louisiana. I have two small children that grew up surrounded by my side of the family, so they know them well. Every year, at least twice a year, my husband and I take days off work, losing time and money to go and visit and drop the boys off for two to four weeks for their summer break. Lately, we've been trying to talk my side of the family into coming to visit, offering to buy their plane tickets, making accommodations for the trips, offering to buy their gas. At first, they seemed eager, happy, and excited to come. Then the closer it gets to them actually making the trip, they bail. Every single time. This is a 10 to 12 hour drive, so I understand the hesitation there. However, we make the trip several times a year with a six and nine year old. Just recently, my brother and sister-in-law agreed to make the trip with us paying for their gas. They seem to be the only ones willing to make the trip. I tried to talk my grandmother into riding with them. The thing about my grandmother is that she planned and was excited to go to North Carolina with some extended family for a week. The plans fell through on the other end of the family due to some family member being hospitalized. My grandmother still had the week off. My brother is leaving on Thursday and returning on Sunday, but my grandmother will not take two days off of work to visit. We made plans for my mother to visit, making a ton of accommodations, and she still seemed excited at first. But the day before it was set into motion, she canceled. I have lived in Louisiana for three years now, and they have visited once when my husband and I got married. Every time I have seen them since has been on our part to make the effort and the drive to Georgia. Am I the asshole for being tired of spending and losing money to visit when I do not get the same in return? This will be an interesting one. This will be a very, very interesting one. And I think I think there are a couple of different ways that you can go with this. There is a, if you move away from family, do you have the right to, to get mad because they don't make the effort to come visit you? I mean, you come back all the time, but you're trying to incentivize it too. You're trying to make it as easy as possible. And I understand wanting to get, to get them there. But if you move away, can you get mad? 
it's definitely not balanced, that's for sure. I mean, the amount of time uh, and frequency of you going to see them versus them coming to see you, it's it's completely imbalanced. I'm just curious to know if people's take about if if a person moves away, does that change anything at all? Um, I don't, it may change the frequency. Like it would maybe you'd see those people less often, but for it to just be nothing and to be a completely imbalanced or one person does it 100% of the time and the other, everyone else does it 0% of the time seems very unfair. So this all comes down to a, I think you know that part of the family's stance on where you are priority wise, how much you matter, how much your kids matter. And it sucks. It sucks to know that. It sucks to find that out that you just don't matter or you're way down the list, but at least you know now. And you don't have to waste a, a ton of time and effort trying to reciprocate when there's nothing to reciprocate against. It sucks for your kids, most of all. And if those family members really wanted to see the kids, they would make the effort. So in your shoes, I think the play probably is don't make any plans to go there and let them know if they want to spend some time with the kids or with you that they need to make the effort because right now it's been 100% you and 0% them and see if anybody steps up and maybe, maybe that can be enough pain to create change. Maybe. If it's not, then you really know where you stand and shouldn't put any more effort into it anyway. Make it official. NTA. Making those long trips in 10 to 12 hours isn't isn't a massive haul, right? I mean, it's not. It's still a trip, though. I mean, it's a that's a long day trip. We would drive that in a single day. No big deal. Don't break it up. I'm the driver. We'd make that happen. Um, but I mean, that's something that requires a shy ton of planning, especially if you've got kids, if you've got full time jobs like this is something that you have to consider. And it takes a whole lot of work. There's also you've got you as a single entity, your family, and then you've got how many families that make up your extended family back in Georgia? How many? Like, let's say four or five, just as a guesstimate here. So you've got four different sets of people that could, any one of them could make an effort to come see you instead of you, the one entity, being on the hook to make that effort to go see all of them every single time. The hard part is the kids, right? Because you want your kids to be able to know their grandparents. You want them to to be able to know your extended family. But guess what? If your extended family doesn't give a flying F, if they get to see or spend time with your kids, then are those really people that you want your kids around in the first place? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a cake story. This is a follower submission. 
I have a very authentic astronaut helmet on. Here we go. Am I the astronaut for baking a laxative laced cake for my husband and his mistress? Ooh. Depending on when the laxative kicked in, like what they were doing when it kicked in. I'm going to try to keep this short. I, 32 female, have suspected my husband of cheating on me for a few months. I have a job that requires me to travel quite often, and lately, when I have returned home after a few days away, I've been finding things that are out of place or just different. Clues that another woman has been in my home. I have asked about some of the things, but he always seems to have an explanation for everything. Always denying that there is anything to be suspicious of. He says I'm being crazy. I was recently scheduled for a work trip over the weekend of my husband's birthday. While I felt bad for having to be away on his birthday, I saw an opportunity. I decided to bake him a birthday cake for him and his mistress to enjoy while I was away. So I made a beautiful chocolate cake laced with a whole box of laxatives and placed it in the refrigerator with a birthday card for him to find while I was gone. If he really was cheating on me, he surely would not spend his birthday alone and he and the other woman surely deserved to spend the whole weekend in the bathroom. I didn't hear much out of him over the weekend and I was in conferences most of the time. I did text him on his birthday and wished him a happy birthday and he thanked me, but that was it. When I returned home on Sunday evening, he was laying on the couch and he said he hadn't been feeling well. I checked the fridge and sure enough, a big piece of the cake was missing. I then checked the dishwasher and there were two dessert plates and two wine glasses and some other dishes waiting to be washed. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So Brozo has his lady friend over and then leaves her dirty dishes for you to clean? He's like, oh, you know, if I can't see the evidence, it doesn't exist. I can't be 100% sure that he shared his cake with another woman, but all the clues point toward that so I don't feel bad for making his birthday weekend shitty. Should I? Am I the asshole? Specific question is, am I the astronaut for baking a laxative-laced cake for my husband and his mistress? Thoughts here? Thoughts. Candy Thunder here says that's two trips to ask on one because you're not just a cheater. You're a bad cheater. So two trips. Here we go. Here's number one. Here's number one for being the cheat skis. And we'll return here. And about 30 minutes later, when the laxatives start kicking in, another trip to ask on one, which is filled with violent bowel movements. Violence in the fiery depths of Ascon 1. The only rumbling you hear is that of your intestines preparing for battle. I can only hope that this stuff finally kicked in whenever they were, you know, getting close to sexy time. And then and then hopefully, hopefully it hit the mistress first and she was like, mm, my tummy doesn't feel so well. And then I would imagine that, you know, a lot of people have issues going to the bathroom in places that aren't their home. Well, she's in, you know, this married man's home, his wife's home, and she has to get violently ill while she's there. And then he has to get violently ill too. The only thing that could make it any better is if this was a one bathroom house where one of them ended up having to use the sink or the bathtub or the yard. I mean, two dessert plates, two wine glasses, hell, could be a buddy. You never know, but she's got a hunch right now. And I think typically, you know, I'm not saying take your gut as the gospel truth, but most of the time your gut warrants investigating to either validate or disprove right so so if you have a gut feeling about something try to disprove or validate it the the question was am i the asshole for baking a laxative laced cake for my husband and his mistress i say no i say no but there's also no proof that that he has a mistress here so i mean some proof of that would be good this was an attempt to get further proof you know maybe if something happened he would he would speak up uh, or you'd find some grosser evidence maybe but but trusting your guts to at least experiment in that direction i don't think you're an asshole for for playing on a hunch here at all
For you, this one is Is My Boyfriend's Mom the Asshole for Baking His Ex a Birthday Cake? I, 25 female, have been with my boyfriend, 26 male, for three months. He was in a long relationship of about eight years before me. They had been together since high school. Coincidentally, our birthdays are only a few days apart. We made plans for my birthday this year to go out to dinner with his parents. We met at their house so we could ride into the city together. While we were there waiting to leave, my boyfriend noticed a cake sitting on the counter that said happy birthday on it. Thinking it was for me, he mentioned to his mom how nice it was for her to bake me a cake and that he was excited to taste it when we returned from dinner. But his mom said, oh no, that cake is for T, his ex. He asked why she would bake a cake for T's birthday and she said that she always bakes her a cake for her birthday. My boyfriend looked surprised and confused. I just stood there feeling awkward as his mother continued to chatter about how wonderful of a person T was and how she still doesn't understand why they split up. She must have remembered then that I was there too because she came up to me, patted my cheek and said, oh honey, I like you too. And with that, we all filed out of the door, loaded up in the car and headed to dinner without another word being said about it. The whole rest of the evening was uncomfortable for me because not only was my birthday dinner foreshadowed with how much my boy boyfriend's mom loves his ex, but also with the fact that she baked her a freaking birthday cake and did not bake one for me despite knowing that it was my birthday since we went to dinner for it. My boyfriend said I shouldn't let it get to me because she was close to his ex and had been a part of her birthday plans for the past eight years. He said she would eventually get used to it being me instead of T that was around. I realize his mother and I don't know each other very well since my relationship with her son is still new and I have only met her a few times, but I can't help but feel like this was a real asinine thing for her to do, even if she never intended for us to see the cake she had made. She should have hidden it. She could have lied and said it was for me and made another one for tea. She could have just baked two cakes, but she didn't. She made a birthday cake for his ex and not for me. Does that make her the asshole? How wrong is it for, uh, in any relationship, new, long, established, whatever, for a parent to still communicate and, and give birthday gifts to an ex. It's it's not a her expecting a cake. It's not her wanting a cake even. It's why would you do that for an ex? And if you are going to do that for an ex, then there should be some kind of balance to it. At least hide it. Don't leave it out there like some kind of middle finger. I think this is more about the relationship between the boyfriend's mom and his ex. Do parents or siblings or any kind of family members and friends, let's put it that way, do everyone connected to as like a first layer connection, primary connection to a person, do they abandon the connection to their significant other when they split up? Do they have to? Is that the right thing to do? Or if they were pretty close friends, even if it was his mom, is it okay for them to still have a friendly relationship afterwards? I don't know what the right answer is here. Um, I think we can only say here are the potential paths. There's context that matters. And something I've been thinking about a lot lately for whatever reason is context for stories like this. And in some cases, the context doesn't matter. It's the individual situation and it's, it's black or white, or we can at least speculate and get it down to a few paths. In situations like this, context is 
very important because it is the context of that previous relationship that mom had with the ex that determines how acceptable or how understandable it is that they still have some kind of contact. Regardless, knowing that your son is dating someone new, I feel like mom has a responsibility here to not shove it in her face, not be like, I have this really great relationship with his ex. I don't know why you guys broke up. Mom's an asshole for those two things. Maybe potentially leaving it out and waving that flag right in her face and then saying what she said right in front of her. Those are things she is an asshole for. And I don't think the context matters at that point. So where would she be? Where would she be? Could have done it differently. Should have done it differently. Definitely shouldn't have done that. You're a terrible human. This is not mask on one malicious behavior, in my opinion. Um, I think leaving the cake out and saying what she said, uh, maybe two or three is in that area. But saying what she said and leaving that cake out, maybe on purpose, not trying to think about the new girlfriend and what, what harm could come to her. She's definitely an asshole for it. It's just what level. Um, definitely shouldn't have done it. I can get on board with that. Let's go. Let's go to Ask On 2. This one is, am I the asking for refusing to liquidate my stock portfolio to pay off my brother's debts? I, 27 female, and my three siblings, 29 male, 26 female, and 22 male, grew up in a not wealthy but financially comfortable family. My parents made a lot of great decisions that helped us all get started off well in life, including purchasing stocks for high-value companies in our names over 20 years ago. Those stocks are now worth a lot of money. We also all didn't need to have student loans, and we all live in apartments owned by our parents. I'm now a corporate attorney and make good money independently of my family, so I'm very financially comfortable. I wouldn't say my parents play favorites, but due to circumstances I won't get into, my parents gave my brother a business and also bought him a luxury car, which me and my younger siblings didn't get. Unfortunately, my big bro has made some terrible decisions and blown a lot of his money on partying and God knows what else. As a result, his business had to close. He lost the car and is somehow under a mountain of debt. He liquidated his own stocks, but that still wasn't enough to wipe out the debt. He is now demanding that my other siblings and I also liquidate our own stocks to help him out. My younger siblings agreed, but I've refused because why should my financial future suffer due to his bad decisions? My parents also refused to help him out any further. He's complained about mine and my parents' decisions not to give him any more money to settle his debts to anyone who will listen, and my parents and I have received a lot of criticism as a result. So am I the asshole for not helping out even though I can afford to? No! No, okay, this would have been the equivalent of, of your brother just spending your money whenever he accumulated the debt in the first place. And if he's going to pay those things off, then you would then have a certain percentage of ownership in whatever he did to, to accumulate that debt in the first place, too, if he's not paying you back. But he's not even asking. He's not He's not asking nice. He's not like, hey, bro, here's my plan. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to be making money doing this. I think I can pay this paid this off in X amount of time. That's not what he's doing. He's not approaching this like he would appreciate it at all. He's approaching it like he's entitled to it. And this is the problem that was probably created by how your parents approached this from the get-go. I think when you have a situation where someone hasn't been hungry and doesn't understand the importance of hard work and making money and how that works, they're going to take it for granted. And that's what's happened here. He took it way for granted and has taken yours for granted too. Wants to you better make sure that legally he has no way to touch anything that you've gotten. And it sounds like your parents have done that right and have set it all up. I don't know if it's dictated by trust or how it is set up, but hell no. Hell 
know. You know he's not going to be responsible with your money. He wasn't responsible with his own. So why? Why? But it's the demanding. If he had asked politely and had a plan that made sense and there was minimized risk involved and he was pitching this like a loan, that would be one thing. But that's not. He's just demanding it of you and your siblings. He's like, oh, I've spent all my money and created a mountain of debt. Now I need yours. The telltale sign in this is that the parents refuse to help him any longer. The parents who set him up well, set him up for success in life, refuse to help any longer. If they refuse, why the hell should you? It's just entitlement, plain and simple, straight up entitlement. NTA for not wanting to help this entitled little big bro shit. Money complicates everything, right? Money brings out the worst in people, and this is what's happened to big bro, and this is going to cause a big rift in your relationship moving forward because... He's going to resent you for not bailing him out. And you're going to resent him for feeling like he's entitled to your money that you've been responsible with. No, it's like this. It's like there's a pie that your parents are cutting up. Everybody gets a slice of pie. He eats his immediately and then vomits it back up. And now it's just a pile of goo on the floor. And he's like, uh, I'm going to eat all of your pies because of that. It wouldn't make any sense, right? This is the same kind of scenario. It's like, no, you were just, you were stupid with your pie. You don't get my pie. You're not going to ruin my pie too. Back off. Back off. Brother is an Ascon one. He's a shite person. We've talked about this before, but the, the cool thing about, about Ascon ratings and about these kind of situations is that, is that it's not a permanent label. This can always be turned around. Uh, I mean, unless you were the mother-in-law who tried to actually like take a baby and from a house in the middle of the night, that you can't really come back from. Most things you can come back from. You can turn your life around, just start choosing differently. It requires being willing to learn and listen and <laughs> accept the fact that you don't know everything and you haven't done everything right and you don't know all the answers. <laughs> This is Am I the Astronaut for Setting Boundaries with my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law 32 recently married a man that no one in the family gets along with. We'll start right there. He admitted to cheating on sister-in-law while they dated and specifically told her that he didn't want to marry her. This is going well. In our religious culture, 31, the age she was when she married, is quite old to be single and understandably she wanted marriage and a family very much. My husband and I supported that decision and even stopped her siblings and parents from trying to talk them out of the marriage at the ceremony. Since their marriage, things have been rocky to say the least. He's very controlling, manipulative, and doesn't see any issues in his actions. She has left him three times, that I know of. When I found out, I asked very candidly if she felt safe with him. Word got back to him that I asked and he blew up. It was a lot like watching a toddler throw a tantrum. Neither my husband nor I could get a word in. He called me some nasty names and told me that I'm a classic woman who believes all men are bad. Whatever that means. It was all my fault. They asked us to stop contacting them and we went on with our lives. However, a month later, although no apologies were made and nothing was resolved, she was acting like it didn't happen. At their one-year anniversary, they announced their intention to divorce and she moved in with her dad, my father-in-law. She was pregnant and I made a baby blanket for her. I brought it with me to a family dinner event and we had a great talk. Two weeks after their announcement, she was back with him. We were reluctantly happy for her and still very weary of him. He's not welcome in any of the four siblings' homes, father-in-law's or mother-in-law's homes. That's how difficult he can be. So when my eight-year-old son had a big event coming up, my husband told her that she was welcome, but he was not. She sent my husband, mother-in-law, and I a text saying that we were persecuting her husband and that we are, once again, not welcome in their lives. That was two, almost three months ago. 
Here's where I might be the asshole. Yesterday was her baby shower. I was invited by the host, another sister-in-law, but I told her that I wasn't comfortable going. She insisted, and I left it at that. I ended up falling asleep with my baby for two hours. I woke up to a text from pregnant sister-in-law saying, I missed you at the baby shower. I replied back that the last time I had heard from her, she didn't want me in her life. Her response back was that she had spoken with my husband and it was all good. Except that I'm not my husband. I have my own feelings and that she sent both of us that breakup text. When I asked my husband about it, he said that the only resolve that was made between him and her was that she had mentioned almost in passing that she regretted the way things were left. I told her that I wasn't ready to have her in my life again or go on as if what she said to me wasn't hurtful. My main concern is that I have young children. She acts this way with them as well, and it's very confusing for them. Of course, she was upset and told me she didn't need me in her life. Am I the asshole for setting that boundary? Yeah, in that story, I feel like she, that sister is in, a, in an abusive relationship and probably does need help, but doesn't know it, doesn't know how to communicate it. So those times when, when she is like, no, everything's fine. I love you guys. I want you to be in my life. That's like, that's her coming up for air. And her speaking with her own voice instead of being controlled. She, she's got to find a get away, a way to get away. But in the process of her allowing herself to be controlled, maybe not allowing herself, in the process of her being controlled, she's coming off as the asshole to everybody else. So she's got to find a way to stop doing that. Or someone in her life has to step up and pull her out of this situation, which sucks. OP for creating the boundary, not the asshole at all. Because the first order is for her to protect her own family. And I feel like if there's volatility that could potentially negatively affect your family, especially with kids involved, you're not the asshole at all for creating that boundary. But I'm also looking at the why is this happening? Um, and that's something we've been talking about a lot more is you can always look at the surface problems and say yes or no, but also we need to think about why. And that uh, that is an important thing here. And I think there's a potential long-term solution by getting her out of that. <laughs>